Welcome to the Foundations Church Podcast, where we exist to make Jesus famous. We hope this message is life-giving, encouraging, and challenges you in your walk with Christ. pick your kid up. If you dropped him off, it's not buy one, get one free. You pick your kid up. Um, no taxi backsies. Um, but if you go pick your kid up, when you go pick your kid up, um, make sure you just say, Sammy, thanks so much for sharing your story. Um, because here's the deal, is that all of us come from different backgrounds. And some of you totally relate to that story in a way that I can't. Because I, like one of my best friends, is my dad. Um, he's in church I hate when I get emotional like a little girl all of a sudden. Um, um, But yeah, he's like one of my best buddies. And uh, I'm very blessed to have the father that I grew up with. But there are some of you, stop being a sissy, Justin. Um, There's some of you that, uh, that, man, you come from nothing. And you didn't have that dad. You didn't have that mom. And as we're in Friends Day, man, maybe you're here and you never had those friends and you are, are kind of here this morning, you feel like you're a little alone. One of the core values we have here at Foundation Church is that we believe we truly are better together. You weren't meant to do life alone. Being alone for a moment is okay, but being alone for a lifetime is awful. And um, we believe that, man, the church is called to do life together, that we're there to be um, in community with one another. That's why we push small groups so much, but if you're here today and you say, man, I just, I just feel alone, we're gonna be doing a message today all about how do you thrive in that obscurity where you find your life and you feel like you're alone. For Sammy, it was a pastor and youth pastor that came alongside him and helped him get through those obscure moments. And for you this morning, my, my prayer is that we leave here and that our friendships are made better. And for some of us that we don't have friendships, we don't have those relationships that we really long for, that we learn how to make them. Um, in mid-high, uh, mid-high was an obscure time for me. Um, I'm not sure if it was an obscure time for you, um, but I didn't have any friends in mid-high. Um, all the way from seventh through about ninth grade, I had not one friend. And, and there was a reason because I looked something like this. Um, it was very, <laughs> it was very close to Napoleon Dynamite. I'm just going to tell you. I've said I need honorariums from that movie because, man, he lived my life. Um, And I didn't have Pedro. I mean, there was was no, Pedro was too cool for me. Um, There was no Pedro. Um, But as as, I was admitted, you got to take that picture down or I'm not going to be able to speak. Um, (laughs) As when I was in mid-high, I had no friends. 
And so I had to learn how to make friends. I had to learn a, a value. I had to learn some principles um, that have stuck with me even to my adulthood um, because a lot of times things we learn as children, things we learn as teenagers we think we're exempt from as adults, but can I tell you what I've really learned is most of the things we've learned as teenagers that were true when we were teenagers are true for us as we're adults. Um, and so today I wanna leave you with a couple of things that if you're struggling with relationships, and you're struggling having friendships to take a couple of things, take a couple of steps that will help you. And they don't have these points up here because I really struggled uh, to, doing these points because today I have five points instead of two or three. Some of you are like, holy cow, um, you brought me to Friends Day and he's gonna preach 50 minutes. I'm not, um, we're gonna hit it really quick. But the first thing I would tell you is this. Be yourself. Be yourself. No, nobody likes an imitation. Nobody likes a fake. Um, nobody likes, when you go buy Folkley sunglasses, you're just trying to kind of get something close to Oakley sunglasses. In Matthew chapter five, verse five, the message says this, you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you find yourselves proud owners of everything that can't be bought. And can I tell you, you can't buy Great friendships. Man, that, that's something that is priceless. You, you can't buy true friendship. And the only way you are going to experience true friendship, the only way you're going to make real relationships is when you get vulnerable enough to be you. Um, in mid-high, even though I looked like I looked, I was trying to be who I thought everybody wanted me to be despite the looks. <laughs> um, and, and it never got better because I was trying to be what I thought everybody else wanted me to be instead of who I was. And man, when I started learning at my sophomore year in high school to just be me, everything started turning around because I started learning at that time that nobody likes the imitation. Nobody likes an imposter. And this is true in just life. Um, I don't know how many Dr. Pepper fans there are out there. There are Dr. Pepper fans out there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so I'm not a Dr. Pepper fan. Um, it's kind of like like a bad breakup, it's not you, it's me, um, but I, 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 I'm more of like a Coke guy, just give me a Coke or root beer. Um, Dr. Pepper is not my thing, but tonight, if we said, hey, we're going to have Dr. Pepper at um, Savastano's, which I'm not sure if it's Dr. Pepper or Mr. Pibb. Nobody wants Mr. Pibb, right? You want Dr. Pepper. If I invited you to my house for Dr. Pepper, and I pulled out of there some Dr. Thunder, can I tell you, this is not okay. You don't invite people over for like, we're gonna have pop or, or soft drinks. Don't pull out Sam's Quality Cola and Dr. Thunder, okay? Be like, oh, it's good cola. No, buy a Coke, stop being cheap. <laughs> buy Coke and Pepsi or something. Buy Dr. Pepper. Life's too short to deal with Dr. Thunder, okay? <laughs> Let's just be real. Nobody wants this instead of Dr. Pepper. And can I tell you, nobody wants the imitation of you. They want the real you. With all your imperfections, with all of your awkwardness, can I tell you, I would, I would much rather be friends with a weird person than a fake person. Hey, we're all weird, guess what? Welcome to the club. You got your thing. 
and you just think you got to hide it. Man, don't hide that. That's what makes people appreciate it. They're like, man, that guy is weird and I love him. You know, just be you. But adults, we struggle with this. We struggle being us. But you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. It doesn't mean that you don't let God keep working on you. But you're blessed when you're content with just who you are. No more, no less. That's the moment you're owners of everything that can't be. That's the moment you can start making relationships that are real and lasting. Second thing I would tell you about making friendships is this, is be careful who you choose to make a friend. Um, right now, all the parents in the, in the room are like, yes, yes, preach this, pastor, preach this. Um, and you're like hoping your teenager's listening. As your pastor, parents, I hope you're listening to this. As an adult, I hope you're listening to this. You gotta be very careful who you choose to make a friend. Because this doesn't have a shelf life on it, this doesn't have an expiration date to it. Who you choose to make your friend, all of a sudden you choose to give influence. You're not just calling them a friend, you are allowing them to have influence into your life. And so as a result, man, I've said this since I've been in ministry as a youth pastor, and it is true for us as adults. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Show me your friends, and I'll tell you who you are. Just like if you show me your checkbook balance, and you show me the registry on your checkbook, I'll show you what's really important in your life. It's true of friendships. Man, show me your friends, and I'll show you where you're going to end up, and I'll show you really, and I can tell you who you are. The Bible says this in Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24. It says, one who has unreliable friends soon comes to ruin, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Proverbs 22, verses 24 through 25 says, don't make friends with a hot-tempered person. Don't associate with one easily angered, or you may learn their ways and get yourself ensnared. <coughs> Proverbs 13, 20. One of my favorite verses says, walk with the wise and become wise. For a companion of fools suffers harm. You wanna be wise, you gotta surround yourself with wise people, and this feeds right into Proverbs chapter 12, verse 26. The righteous choose their friends carefully. But the way of the wicked leads them astray. Man, listen to this verse just for a second. The righteous choose their friends carefully. They find out what their priorities are. They find out what they're all about, and then they decide to do life with. Now, some of you are like, okay, well, I'm not going to be nice to anybody. <laughs> That's not what we're called to be. It's not like all of a sudden we're like, we got the Christian cool club, you know, at the Christian cool table at school. We're like, oh, my pastor said I can't be friends with you because you're not a Christian. My pastor said I can't be nice to you because you're not. No, 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 no. Understand, we need to be kind and loving and generous to everyone we meet. But who you allow to have influence, who you allow to be your friend, to be your buddy, man, you better be careful. You better be like the righteous and choose carefully who your friends are. It says this in Proverbs 27, 17, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. In 1 Corinthians 15, don't be misled, 
bad company corrupts good character. And I'm telling you, I have seen this scripture play out so, so much in the last year. That man, we just got around the wrong people and it had a negative impact, a negative result into our lives. And so this morning, how do you make great friendships? That's, those are the first two things I would tell you. Now, for all of you that you brought your friend, you're like, okay, Justin, let's kind of swing it into the relationships now and the friendships because, you know, it's kind of making it awkward now. So how do you have really meaningful relationships? How do you have relationships that make up for the long haul that, that man, you just have friends that are, are like lifetime friends and they are there in the good and the bad? Can I tell you this about friendships? Great friendships cost, man. They're costly, they're gonna cost you time, they're gonna cost you energy, they're gonna cost you uh, uh, tears, and they're gonna cost you laughter, but it is so, so worth it in the end. But don't think that great relationships and great friendships happen just by you like, hey, you wanna be a buddy? You know, it's not, it's not gonna happen. You, it, it costs time and energy and effort. And so here's what I would tell you, is it's really the best Example in the scriptures that I've seen of a friendship is between two guys named David and Jonathan. And to set this up a little bit, um, you need to read your Bible, but in 1 Samuel chapter 20, I'm gonna give you the Justin Graves version, which is very dangerous, um, but I'm gonna give you the Justin Graves version of what is happening. Um, king Saul is the first king of Israel. He was the one elected by men. They screamed that we want a king, and so God was finally like, okay, you asked for it. And so Samuel anoints Saul to be the first king of Israel. And Saul has a son named Jonathan. Now, Jonathan, by birthright, should be the next king. But Saul, uh, man, started living his life to please other people, started uh, running after things that he was never called to run after, and God rejected him as king. And as a result, enters a guy that you and I know named David. We know him as King David, the star of Israel. The star of David is on the uh, flag of Israel still. And uh, King David is anointed the next king by the prophet Samuel. Well, what happens is through this process, David gets to know Saul's son named Jonathan. And they become bros, like a bromance is birthed, right? I mean, they are friends, they're best friends, um, and they are, they're just, man, they are there. And so all of a sudden, Saul sees what's going on. Saul realizes, man, there's an anointing and there's the favor of God on David's life. And Saul gets very jealous of David and starts attempting to kill David. He's thrown spears twice at David, not to scare him or give him a warning shot, but to pin him to the wall and to kill him because he realizes this guy is going to be the next king, not my son Jonathan. And my, my, my reign as king is gonna be cut short because the favor of God has gone from me to David. And so David realizes what's going on, and, and him and Jonathan are good friends, but man, dude, your dad's trying to kill me. How do you have that conversation, right? Like, your dad is not shooting like this. He's got the gun-tilted kill shot, you know? It's, this, this isn't okay. And so we pick up, see, the Bible's interesting. Uh, we, we, we pick up in 1 Samuel chapter 20, verse 1 through 4, and it says, David now fled from Naoth and Ramah and found Jonathan. He says, what have I done? What is my crime? How have I offended your father that he is so determined to kill me? 
This first Jonathan's even heard of this, and, and check out his reaction. That's not true. You're not going to die. He t- always tells me everything he's going to do, even the little things. I know my father wouldn't hide something like this from me. It just isn't so. <laughs> think of many times we, we've read the Bible, we know the Bible, but we really don't think about how the Bible and the story is unfolding. Think of this. Jonathan and Saul, as much as we, Saul gets a bad rap, man, Jonathan and Saul were like this. They went to war with one another. They fought in battles together. They did camp outs. I mean, they roasted s'mores, I'm pretty sure they weren't around at that time, um, you know. Uh, but they, they, were, they were hanging out, they told stories. Saul was there, Jonathan was there, and, and they were close. And David's coming up and telling Jonathan, hey, Man, your dad's trying to kill me. And Jonathan's like, what are you, what are you talking about? But that, that's not true. And for a lot of us, that may be where friendships end. But, under, but, but check this out. In verse 3, it says, Then David took an oath before Jonathan and said, Your father knows perfectly well about a friendship. So he has said to himself, I won't tell Jonathan. Why should I hurt him? But I swear to you that I am only a step away from death. I swear it by the Lord and by your own soul. And verse four says this, and we're gonna finish this story there. It says, tell me what I can do to help you, Jonathan exclaimed. And help him, he did. He helped David escape from his father's uh, wrath and from Saul trying to murder him. And Saul gets really mad. And literally in the NLT, uh, Saul calls Jonathan a son of a whore and like makes Jonathan mad and it ruins their relationship. But here's the deal is that Jonathan was willing to listen to the truth from David. And if you're going to have amazing relationships that bring meaning and are deep and are helping you thrive in those obscure, hard moments of life, you've got to hear this first point. You have to allow your friends to speak truth and not just flattery. Are you allowing the people you call friends to speak into your life? Or are you just wanting to hear all the good things? Are you just wanting to hear the things you want to hear instead of the things you need to hear? Because some of us, that's where we are. And we have surrounded ourselves with yes people, and we have surrounded ourselves with people that only flatter us and tell us how great we are and why you need people to encourage you and build you up. Hear me, we also need people that will speak truth into our lives. And are you allowing your friends, to speak truth into your life? Are you allowing them to speak truth or are you only allowing them to speak flattery? The Bible says this in Proverbs 27, verse five through six. It says, better is is open rebuke than hidden love. Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Are, Are you willing to listen to the truth. Just like Jonathan was willing to listen to David. He didn't like it, but he was willing to listen to it. Are you willing to hear the truth your friend is trying to speak to you, or are you super easily offended? Are you, are, let's just call it the way it is, politically incorrect. Are you a big sissy that's sensitive all the time? Right, that, that, like that's the truth. Are you being a sissy that gets your feelings hurt all the time, or are you willing to hear the truth? Because if you're a sissy, <laughs> this isn't in my notes, that is always sensitive and it gets your feelings hurt all the time, you shut down when somebody tells you the truth instead of what you want to hear. 
and you glaze over and you don't receive it. If, if you're easily offended, you know what you do? You start turning it on the other person. Well, Dennis, this is your fault then. You know what you do? I know what you're telling me, but let me tell you about your stuff too. And this was never about Dennis. This is about Justin. Dennis has got his whole mess, but that's not about this. It's about me. Do you say, well, you ne- we never understand? Then, then you're super easily offended, and you're wanting to be surrounded by flattery rather than truth. Hear me, if you've got friends that you trust and you know you are for them, man, you can trust the wounds that they bring to you because it's for your good. They care more about you than they do your feelings at that moment. Surround yourself Allow your friends, tell your friends, man, I want you to be that person that tells me I got something in my teeth rather than let me walk around the whole world and talk to everybody with stuff in my teeth. Tell me the truth. Say the hard thing to me, and you've got to release your friends to speak the truth into your life. The second thing is this, is be the dog, not the cat. Hey-oh, be the dog. You're my dog. Be my dog. What I mean by this, if you're a cat person in this place, you're just gonna like, remember what I said, if you're a sissy that gets your, sensitive, your, your feelings hurt all the time, um, you're gonna get your feelings hurt all the time right now. Um, here's the deal. <clears throat> I have never seen a dog, I, well, I've never seen a cat. If you drown in a pool, if you're struggling in a pool or in a pond, I have never, I have never ever, somebody's gonna be like, I saw it on YouTube, shut up. Um, I have <laughs> Never seen a cat jump into a pool and help a person to safety, right? But you hear it all the time about a dog. That cat's just licking himself and like, good luck with that. You know, I'm so, sorry you got yourself into this predicament. You know, but a dog's like, I, I'm there. I'm, I'm your dog. I'm there to help. And they're swimming and they're trying to help you get there, right? That, that's a dog versus a cat. If the house is catching on fire, I've never heard of a cat going, meow, 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 meow. You know, I've never heard that. But a dog, a dog will bark its full head off, waking everybody up, disturbing it because they're like, hey, there's something going on. A cat just sneaks out the back door. It's like, good luck, sucker. See you later. <laughs> right? There are no, there's no bomb-sniffing cats. There's only bomb-sniffing dogs. You don't see a SEAL team member jump out with a parachute with a cat strapped to it, do you? Got me a mean one. It's a Siamese. Oh. You don't take a cat into battle. You take a dog. Why? Because when the shooting happens, it's going to be there and it's going to be loyal. And the Bible says this in 1 Thessalonians 5.11. It says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. Can I tell you, your friends need you to be their dog. They need you to be loyal to them because they're not going to be perfect. And I got to tell you, man, the truth is loyalty is a missing commodity in our society right now. And that means inside the church even. We, we would rather talk about one another than talk to one another. We'd rather get the scoop and gossip rather than get into the pool and help them get to a better 
place. We'd rather talk about the danger that they're going into and that's surrounding them than bark and tell them, hey, man, you are headed in a direction that is not good. Man, wake up. Realize what's going on. You need to be somebody's loyal, building up, encouraging friend than to be their critic. Man, there's time to to bring correction, but if your friendship, and I know I just talked about correction, if your friendship is only full of criticizing instead of encouraging and building up, man, that's no relationship that anybody's gonna want. Your friends need you to be their dog. They need you to be there with them, to be loyal to them. I can tell you, if if you start talking about one of my friends, one one of my boys, I'd be like, man, you know what? They may not be perfect, but man, they're trying to figure it out. So why don't we see what we can do that's gonna be constructive to help them rather than just talk about them? Because I understand that I want my friends to be loyal to me just like I need to be loyal to them. And if you're gonna have friends that are with you when you mess up, when you make mistakes, but are loyal to you and with you, man, you gotta be the dog and not the cat. The third thing, the last thing I would tell you is be a presence in their life, don't just make an appearance. Be a presence in their life. You know, there's times where we just kinda wanna drop in and drop out of people's lives. I'm gonna hop in, hop out, if things are really good, I may hop in, oh, you got a new boat, best friend. Um, (laughs) You got a new RV, sweet, best friends. Pool, yeah, be a friend during the summer, awesome. And then there's times when all hell's breaking loose that we want to be there, right? Because we want the scoop. But life's not really lived in the great moments and the really bad moments. You know where life's really lived? In the meantime moments. And that's where friendships are made. Oh, they're solidified in the bad times. And if you can be a friend to a person that has more than you have and truly be happy for them, you've got a real friend there. But it's that meantime moment that you're not just dropping in and dropping out, but you're being a presence in their life. I've, I've had a buddy, um, a best friend, um, besides my wife, my wife is my best friend, but I've had, been blessed since I was 16 years old to have a best friend named Corey Spurlock. And I gotta tell you, we st- he lives in Miami, Florida, I live here. It's tough because why would he come to Tulsa? He lives in Miami, Florida. Um, you know. And so, and we're both just busy doing things and being dads, and he's a doctor, and I'm a pastor, and those things don't match. So I'm like, so how'd, how'd it go today? And he's like, yeah, I saw a bunch of stuff you don't want to know. Um, and so I'm like, you're right. But uh, you know what? We are purposeful in staying connected and still being a presence in one another's life. And when I went through one of the hardest times that I ever went through of losing my job and being embarrassed, he was my first call because I didn't know how to tell my wife. And he was busy and he was working. He's like, hold on, let me step out because I need to, I need to, I, we need to talk. When he lost his unborn son, and there's something that they had dreamed about and tried for and tried for, you know what? They went to the hospital and it was in Oklahoma City and I had staff me and I had things going. You know what? No, 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 no. I go on the highway and went as fast as I possibly could to get there and be there for my friend. Because it's not enough just to make appearances. Man, you gotta be a presence in the good, in the bad, 
and in the meantime. And the Bible says this in Proverbs 17, verse 17. Most of us know this. It says, a friend loves at all times, and a brother is born for a time of adversity. And you are called to be a friend. You're called to love at all times. Man, when they get in that funk, man, trust me, your friend's gonna get in a funk. You'll still love them, and you're there at all times. Go back to our dog. When you come home, that dog, his whole body is shaking just because you walked in the door, right? I mean, they're, <laughs> you're here, right? That's it. They're like, party time. My buddy is here. They may be scared to death of you. They may have gotten in the trash, pooped on the floor. They don't, hey, I left you a present. Did you get ready to find me? Hey, they're right. They love it all times. You and I, we can't let a dog outdo us when it comes to relationships, when it comes to showing us what a true friend is. A friend loves at all times. I, I close with this. Uh, last week, my, me and my family had the chance to go to Washington, D.C., and, um, and one of those, uh, w- one of the many things we went and did, we went to Ford's Theater, which was the theater that President Abraham Lincoln was assassinated in. Um, and while he was in the booth, uh, John Wilkes Booth comes in and shoots him in the back of the head. And there was a doctor there who had been uh, just graduated from medical school six months. Um, and his name was Charles A. Lely. Most of us have probably never heard of Charles A. Lely. Um, I had never heard of this name, this doctor, until this time. And Charles A. Lely was actually the first doctor there to diagnose the wound. Um, He actually pulled, not to be too gross, but uh, pulled blood clots out of the back of the president's head to relieve pressure and and pain, even though the president was unconscious. And he stayed with the president even when they moved him over to the the house across the street from Ford's Theater and stayed with him the whole time. And, And as the person was up there kind of explaining all that was happening and, and giving us the, the timeline of everything that happened. He said, Dr. Charles A. Lee stayed with the president and held the president's hand. And I love this point and I couldn't write it down quick enough. He said, he held the president's hand because he wanted the president to know even if he never woke up to realize it, that he always had a friend. Can I tell you, that's friendship. Friendship is being there even if your friends don't know it. Even if they don't realize all that you've done behind the scenes, friendship isn't for the accolades, it's not for the praise. It's just for being there, for being consistent so that they know no matter where they go, no matter what's happening, they're not alone. But they've got a friend, in the obscure moments, in the hard moments, in the good moments, in the meantime moments. Man, you are a friend that loves at all times. If you're gonna have lasting friendships, man, if you're gonna make impactful relationships, go back, study these notes, study these scriptures, and watch how God brings people alongside you just like David had a Jonathan help you make it through the obscure moments so that you can praise God and live this life in a better manner very much to the credit because God sent the right person at the right time to be your dog, (laughs) to be your Jonathan.
Let's pray. Lord, we love you. And I thank you today. And God, I, I pray for every one of us in this place that, Lord, there's times where there is the temptation to try to be who we think others want us to be instead of who you've called us to be. And so, God, I pray that in this place this morning, man, that you would do a new work in our lives. The Lord, Matthew 5, 5 would be lived out for every single one of us that we would realize that we're blessed when we're content with who we are. It doesn't mean that we don't let you continue to do a work in us, but God, we get comfortable with who you've made us to be. And so Lord, I, I pray that in this place, we'd stop faking it. But we'd be real. And, and Lord, for some of us, maybe we've chosen wrong. Friendships we've made that we haven't chosen wisely, we haven't surrounded ourselves with the wise. And so the truth is, God, if we're not around the wise, we're not gonna be wise, but a fool, a companion of fools suffers harm. Lord, we've made some really poor choices, some poor mistakes. Lord, I pray that we would take an inventory and that we wouldn't just know what to do, but we would have the courage to do it and make some changes. And Lord, for every friendship in this place, God, I pray that it would get deeper. I pray that it'd be more meaningful. I pray that, God, we would release those. And, and that, God, we may be have an awkward conversation, but that's fine. But we would let our friends know, man, I want you to speak truth to my life. If you see me going in a direction that I don't need to be going, speak truth to me. If you see something happening, man, have the courage to tell me because I want the truth. I want the wounds from a friend to minister to me and to help me and not just to flatter me. God, I pray, help us to be that friend that loves at all times and as a presence. And Lord, I pray your blessing upon every friendship and relationship in this place from spouse to friends. In Jesus' name I pray. With heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today and you say, Justin, I'm here. And you know what? The reality is I don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. We want to give you that chance. Today, if you're here and you say, Justin, man, I, I, I accepted Jesus Christ, but where my relationship is with him, it's not where it should be. And you know it, and maybe nobody else does. Maybe you're great at playing the game, but you know it, and there's a change that needs to be made in your life today. When I get to three, all I'm gonna ask you to do is lift your hand, and we're gonna lead you in a prayer that's gonna change your life. It's not gonna embarrass you. We're not gonna lead you in another room. We're just gonna lead you in a prayer because we believe Jesus seizes a hand. He sees a hand, and he changes a heart. And this morning, if that's you, when I count to three, man, lift your hand up and let us lead you in a prayer that will change change your life. One, two, three. Is there anyone here this morning? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's one, there's two, there's three. Is there anyone? Yeah, there's four, there's five. Is there anyone else you say, Justin? Yeah, there's six. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today. And I want to join these six hands that are lifted. Is there anyone else? If you just raise your hand really high so I can see it, that would help me. Is there anyone else? Yeah, there's seven. Is there anyone else you say, Justin, that's me today? Man, that's me today. Yeah, I see you on the side. Is there anyone else? There's eight hands. Anybody else? If you lift your hand, would you please repeat this prayer after me and mean it from your heart? Jesus, I come before you today, and I just confess that I've sinned, that I've messed up, but I ask for your forgiveness. Jesus, I turn away from the life that I was living to grab hold of the life you have for me. 
I confess you, Jesus Christ, to be the Lord and Savior of my life. I'm going to live for you the rest of my days. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen. Can we give these eight or so individuals a huge round of applause? What an awesome, awesome morning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for listening to our podcast. If you have any questions or in need of prayer or would like to join a connect group, feel free to email me at Nicole at foundationschurch.tv. We hope that you enjoyed this message. If you have any questions or want to reach out to us, you can email us at info at foundationschurch.tv or visit our website at foundationschurch.tv.